The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power. Hello, welcome to the Port Adelaide preview podcast for the round 13 match against Hawthorne. It'll be played in the twilight slot on Saturday afternoon at 4.05pm Adelaide time at Adelaide Oval. So it's a nice actual home game. Um, I'm Portia, and joining me, as is usually the case, is Maka. Maka, how are you? Mate, not bad. I was a bit better earlier this morning before uh, some of the, the little rumours started to go around about what some of our players have been up to in previous weeks. And uh, that's put me in a bit of a bad mood. But uh, outside of that, pretty good. I'm pretty good. How are you? Why is it never the players that you hate? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why couldn't like, Cam Sutcliffe I mean, go out drinking and get done? Exactly. And, you know. Why couldn't Cam Sutcliffe and Riley Bonner go out on the fucking piss and whatever else? Like, they'd mm. be fine. No problem at all. That would be absolutely great. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Like, other clubs have players you've never heard of that are, like, the 40th man on the list go out and do these things. But, no, we have to have actual first 22 guys do it. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. For those that aren't up to speed, um, Laddams and Houston have been pinged for having a little... Visit after in celebration after the Western Bulldogs game, which is just I, Maka. Explain it to me. I don't understand. I'm, I'm pissed off. What's I'm pissed off. I, I don't look. As I said pre uh, before we started recording, like we haven't had a community transmission in five months. So for us, I can understand mm. why some people might be a bit relaxed about it all, and that's you know up to them. But. You know, they all know the rules. They all got given a big book of what they can do, what they can't do. Um, just why? Just, oh, it, this, oh, I can't even talk, I'm that annoyed. I'm so pissed off about this. Like, Laddam, how hard has Laddams had... Hello? Sorry, you broke up there. Okay. How hard has Laddams had to work to get into the team? So hard. And now... So hard. and It's ridiculous. And for, for Dan Houston to do this, like, come on, Dan. We all love oh, you, but... Dan. Yeah. Oh, so annoying. Like, as it, it could put a serious dent in our finals hopes and where we finish. Well, I mean, let's, look, let's just forget that. Like, let's just say, like, on the fucking human decency level, like, what if they actually had an infection because of it? Like, what if either of them actually tested positive for COVID and then infected every port player with it? What the fuck? And given like, that it happened even, a few even, weeks like, ago, infected like three other teams as well. Yeah, hmm. I mean it's it's like it's not even just like ho ho boys will be boyshik, which is bullshit at the best of times. But I mean, just the fact that not only did they make this take this risk for themselves, but they took this risk for fucking their entire team, which is top of the ladder. Thank you very much. Why are you taking that risk when you're top of the ladder? If you're the wooden spoon, like if the crows can go out there, I can do whatever the fuck they want right now because no one gives a shit. And if anything, if anything get dropped, it'll probably make the team better. The port right now, we can't afford to be losing fucking Dan Houston from this team. It's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I'm just going to yeah. get more angry the more we talk about this matter. And also, how the fuck did Billy Frampton not get pink? What the fuck? <laughs> I love the excuse that he was just locked up in his bedroom the whole time. Like, come on, yeah, man! Bullshit. What a bullshit. load of rubbish. No uh, one believes that, surely, except for the person, except for Steve Hawking, probably. That's probably the only person that believes it. But, oh, look, it's just very, very frustrating. 
um, from a team level because Laddam's out. That means we're either going in with a debutant ruckman <laughs> or we're going well, in with be... Westhoff again. So, oh God, no! Look, I mean, I'd love it if uh, uh, the upside from the, from this would be if we did actually give Hayes a game. That would be fantastic. I would love to see Hayes play, particularly against the Hawthorne side. I think it's actually, look, this is a really good time to bring him in. Hawthorne is not great right now. Um, it'd give him a really good opportunity to sort of show what he can do. Um, I would love to bring Hayes in. If we bring Westhoff in, I'm just going to, I'm going to go full Rick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, look, they're missing three and two games each. Um, and then, you know, the money comes out of our soft cap next year. So they've probably cost someone a job too, which, um, you know, on a more serious note is not good enough, really. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, look, probably what it's cost us is potentially appealing tribunal charges. That would be what I would say it was. Mm. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Hmm. Very it's, frustrating. Look, Dean Bogan on the uh, Spreaker chat has said, explain to me how Nathan Buckley gets let off after he broke AFL COVID protocol. Because uh, he's Nathan Buckley. And he's a coach. That's all it was. He's a good bloke. He's a good bloke. Hmm. Dan Hughes is not a good bloke, and neither is uh, Laddams. They're, they're both Peter Laddams is not a good bloke, and neither is not good blokes. Yeah. Until we trade them to Collingwood or Rich, or Richmond or something, then they're yeah. good blokes. But yeah. now they're not. If it was uh, good old Travis Bloke, he would have uh, he would have definitely got off. I reckon. I think he's got. I think. Look, I think that he's got credits both, in the bank. Robbie Gray's got credits. Yeah. I reckon Ebert's probably got some credits. And that's probably I mean, about while it. While they play for sport. They are very good, and they are both from Victoria, so they've got they've got credits in the bank. Yeah. Um, I mean, Laddams, like he's not even from Victoria. What was he thinking? Ridiculous. Yeah. Silliness. <laughs> he didn't go to St Kevin's, did he? <laughs> no, definitely not. Ah oh, dear. Very right. frustrating. Well, Let's move on before I break the yeah, computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about the game this week. This game this week was against Hawthorne. And it's not the, the same. The return like, of the prodigal son. Yeah, at last that'd be nice. Um, Shadwin will be hopefully. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I say hopefully. I don't think I have a hopefully for what Shadwin will do because I think I would be equally appalled and pleased if he had a fantastic game and if he had an awful game. Mm. Um, I'm just going to be bitter about Shadwin Gard leaving Port Adelaide until he retires. But um, yeah, no. Uh, Hawthorne coming here. They're in terrible shape right now. Absolutely awful. Um, I think that Alistair Clarkson has kind of given up on trying to compete on the ladder this year, and he's just trying to compete for the most whinging in the press. And he's doing a really good job. He's probably leading the premiership for that for right now, um, mostly because um, Brad Scott isn't in the league anymore and Chris Scott is um, doing pretty well. So uh, yeah, uh, I think he's doing a pretty good job. I think he's probably the number one whinger right now. But uh, look, I mean, you never know. It's pretty even competition in that. Um, you never know who's going to come up to the top. Uh, but yeah, no, Hawthorne, terrible, terrible form this year. Uh, 16th on the ladder, they're four and seven, uh, in line for their third loss in a row, which let's be honest, it should be. Um, and looking through the statistic was really interesting because, um, I didn't put a lot of time into it because I don't know if you can tell I have been drinking a little bit. Yep. Um, and <laughs> yeah, just a little. And, uh, all I looked for was statistics where they were not basically bang in line with the ladder position, which is 16th. And there was basically nothing. There were three categories that, that you'd say normally might be positive indicators for like a mid-table or top-tier side. 
They've got the fourth fewest hit-outs against, but that actually indicates they've got very few ball-ups in their games because they hit-outs for is basically the same number. Yep. Um, they're not forcing those sort of uh, ball-up situations, which they have in the past, certainly. They've got the fourth fewest one percenters against, which sounds good, except for the fact that it means that their opponents don't even have to try. <laughs> they're not even contesting. Mm. And they've got the fourth most freeze against, so they're not even losing you know, in a good way. Sometimes bottom sides... You know, they're losing, but they're not getting near it. But no, Hawthorne is still playing unsociable football. They're just very, very bad at it. This yeah. is just the most shit ordinary Hawthorne team we've seen under Alistair Clarkson, I'd say, probably including the year he took over. Um, Maka, do you have any thoughts on this? Any comments you'd like to make? Uh, they're just not in very good form at the moment at all. They've won one out of their last seven games, which is uh, not good. Uh, they're getting mm-hmm. um, convincingly beaten. They look slow. They look yeah. disinterested. Uh, they lack skill. They lack forward movement. Um, they don't really have anyone kicking a lot of goals for them. Uh, they're just not in a good place at the moment. And the cliff has come. We knew it was going to come for Hawthorne, and it looks like it's finally here, and uh, the Lemmings have jumped off. So that's just how it is at the moment. They've got um, some decent talent in their team, but they're just not playing well. Simple as that. I tell you what, the coaching, like I don't think anyone's going to, change senior coach this year, but the coaching situation next year is going to be fascinating to see what happens across the league. Yeah. Because Nathan is out of contract at the end of next year. <clears throat> Alistair Clarkson has clearly done all he can do at Hawthorne. Ken Hinckley, who we know he's going to get that one-year extension, right? Ken Hinckley should Definitely. be out of contract at the end of next year. Um, there's Simon Goodwin. If he's not sacked this year, he should be sacked next year. If Matthew Nix has another year like this next year, he'll be out. There's going to be potentially like six, maybe six, seven places that are potentially open as senior coaches. Leon Cameron should be fucked off immediately, but that probably won't happen until next year. Um, there's just so much room to move um, in a potential post-COVID situation. It's going to be a fascinating year next year as far as the politics of um, and good year, for, good bumpy year for agents following a fallow period. Um, going to be fascinating. What do you reckon, Macca? Do you reckon we might land a good coach out of all that? Uh, I think we will be going with Hinkley, Matt. Why would you say that? Why would you bring that vibe to this podcast? It's how it is. I mean, we're only... It's how it is. We're not even even 20 minutes in. We're not even 10 minutes in. And bringing that vibe to the podcast, I mean, that's just a really aggressive act maker, and I'm not impressed. (laughs) Well, I said I was annoyed with uh, the whole Laddams and Houston scenario, so I thought, well, I'll make you even more annoyed by bringing that up. But, look, we're definitely going with Hinkley. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Look, do you really think we would go any further than the the requisite one-year extension that is required if we make finals, which it looks like we absolutely will? No, I think he'll get the extension. He'll get that one year, and then we'll decide what to do next year. Yeah, but we'd be deciding to what to do in a year that um, both Buckley and Clarkson are available. So mm. I'm, 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 that's the that's the ray of light for people. One can dream. The worst person in the world, like Macker is. Um, yes. <laughs> well, back to Hawthorne. Yeah. They're um, yeah. Look, I think Omira's is out. I think he got okay. injured, and Sicily's obviously out with his uh, knee injury. Yeah. So that's two high class players out of their side uh, from what was already um, pretty thin um, last week. So it's mm-hmm. going to be interesting who they bring in. Uh, I don't know. I'm not expecting them to win at all, but you okay. know, this is Port Adelaide, so who knows? Look, if Hawthorne win this week, 
Um, oh God, there's not even words to describe. There's just no way Hawthorne should win this week. Like, there's just no no reality in which Hawthorne should win this week. I mean, losing Houston, yeah, okay, but like he is actually in his form this year. He is replaceable. Losing Laddams, I mean, that's annoying because we have been trying to lobby for Laddams to play or Hayes to play for a long time. But beyond that, like, there's no way there's no way Hawthorne should win this one. If they do, no, they it'll should. be another like last week. This would be all an all-time what happened power if we lose this one, for sure. Ah. Uh, an absolutely phenomenal one. Like even if even if they even if we get to like three quarter time and there's like a goal of the difference, like that's just terrible. Um, <laughs> that should not yeah. be happening. Uh, we should be absolutely pasting all over the ground. Statistically, they are commensurate with their position, which is what I define as being like within three spots on the ladder for every statistical category, apart from the few that I mentioned. Yeah. They are an awful, awful team in terrible yeah. form with a coach that's kind of at the end of his tenure with a team list that is disinterested in a year that there's a pandemic going around. Like, if we can't beat this Hawthorne side, then what the fuck? Um, mm. That would be the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dean Bogan has asked uh, on the speaker chat, who was your favourite Indigenous player when you were a kid? Obviously, this is Indigenous round as well. That's true. I forgot to mention that. Um, gosh, I don't know. I was thinking for a minute. What about you, Mecca? I'd have to go Gav. He's... Yeah. He would be right up there with my all-time favourite players. And watching him play as a 16-year-old was fantastic. I was so excited when he got to go over to Essendon and then he did so well over there, won a Brownlow. It was just marvellous. Um, for someone who wasn't Port-related, probably Derek Kickett. He was always pretty exciting. Yeah, I was going to say really, Kickett. Never really knew what he was going to do. He was, a bit of a, he was a bit out there. Yeah. Kind of like the Aboriginal Clive Waterhouse, really. Basically, that's a really good description, Mecca. Uh, no, look, I was going to say, kick. I was thinking, who did I like? Because I didn't watch a lot of footy before Port joined the. I didn't watch a lot of footy before Port joined the AFL, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'd have to say, kick. It was certainly one that uh, was on my radar um, pretty early on. Mm. Um, as far as Port Adelaide only, I guess over the journey, or as oh, not as a journey, it was specifically when I was a kid, wasn't it? So I didn't have one when I was a kid. Probably would be yeah, Gav. I guess would be the closest. But, yeah, um, yeah, we've had a lot of good players in the AFL for us that are Indigenous for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, it's been really pretty good period for us, frankly. And three of them are coming up against us this week. Yeah, I have to do that measure again to see how many of Indigenous players Hawthorne have um, relied on export players to have because I think it was around forty percent last time. Yeah, <laughs> games played by Indigenous players have. Got to be cracking near fifty percent by now, I reckon. Yeah, uh, really weird. Um, and Dylan has said on the speaker chat one positive to Wingard leaving the Hawthorne is he left it too late and won't play in a top side ever again, which is uh, quite possibly true. That's just sad, though. <laughs> it's sad, but look, his his career as a whole has become a little bit sad, hasn't it? So it has. That's the thing. Like it's just really depressing. I don't know. Uh. I don't know what happened to Clutch Wingod, but um, he's not been around too much in recent years, unfortunately. For me, I, I kind of still feel like right now that what's standing between Port Adelaide and the Premiership is getting rid of everyone that was here in 2007 and also probably Hamish Hartlett and then bringing back Chad Wingard for like a third-round pick. 
and then we can win the premiership. Yeah. Like, this part of my brain that absolutely thinks, like, that's how we win a premiership. We get rid of everyone around in that 2007 era. Bring back Chad Wingard and we'll win a premiership immediately. And I don't know, there's no logic to that at all, but it's just a very strong feeling I have, and I'm gonna, it's going to take a while for that to go away. Very illogical, but uh, look, I, I, I love the Chad back. I still love the Chad. I'm, yeah, like, I'm like, completely okay. over the Chad, but I still love it. Yeah, like if he, like I said, if we could get him for like a third round pick or something like that, and we've got a bunch of picks this year, for example, but not yet, but probably like in a couple of years' time for like a year or two. Mm. I mean, I, I shouldn't. Do I'm sure I couldn't, make a, I couldn't make a rational case for doing it, but gee, that'd be great, wouldn't it? It would. It would be nice. <laughs> um, all right, well, just talking about the game in general, um, we'd normally talk well, about What about selections? What about selections? What because selections? obviously we... It's weird well, on a Thursday night not having selections, especially when football's gone back to a normal sort of time frame, sort of Friday to Sunday. I was expecting uh, the teams to be announced, but they're not, so that's a bit annoying. But obviously we got two outs in Laddams and Houston. Do you foresee any others coming out of the side from last week's horror show? Well, look, I mean, with those two out, I just don't think it'll happen, really. Like, I... I think mm. that any people that came out of the side from last week would be more symbolic than anything else. So we've got our symbolic outs. Um, we don't need more. I, like, who would you, potentially we might drop um, Farrell. Um, but if we did, like, I mean, this week is the sort of game against a shoot opposition that Farrell would probably look pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, I'd still, uh, I, I, I'd still I, put Motlop out of the side, to be honest. Well, look, I mean, I, I think with Motlop, the question is, why did he get brought back in immediately? Because, you know, he, he's never been the fastest to recover from uh, setbacks, has he? No, um, but he's a senior player and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So... Look, I, I would be surprised if Motlop got dropped just because I think Ken has just enough tenuous hold over selections to keep him in. Yeah. Um, well, I think we'll see Marshall thing... come in. I think that's... Looks like you that reckon? might happen. So Marshall for Laddams would be an obvious replacement, I think, at this point. Yeah. Um, so Georgiades, Marshall, Dixon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. all works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just means we I go back to having one Ruckman, but um, I'm it's sure. Hawthorne, so it's Hawthorne. It's Hawthorne, so it probably won't matter this week. The big question right. is what who comes in for Houston, really, because he's... Kind of gone back uh, to being that halfback. Um, he's not really playing through the midfield too much anymore. Um, so whether we go back to the Riley Bonner no. pool again, I'm not sure. Please no. Please no. Um, I'm, I've, I think I've reached a point where I would rather see Sutcliffe, Sutcliffe name now than Riley Bonner. And that's wild. Big words. I just... I have look. I have. I've lost all faith. Like I didn't have a lot of faith in Riley Bonner, to be honest, for a while now. But this year, I've just lost all faith. Like he's, if the improvement was coming, it should have started coming by now. You know, in terms of not having those fucking freeze in the in the yeah, he hasn't had a good lights moments. Good. They just keep coming. They keep coming. Do we and see someone like Willem Drew come in for his first game this year, or Joe Atley? Atley was a, an emergency last week. I don't think so, because I don't think that they bring anything new to the midfield. Like, last week, was, you'd have to say, predominantly was a midfield failure, yeah? Um, so if you're going to change up the midfield in terms of its composition, I don't think Drew or Atlee the guys bring in. Mm. Like, 
it's not adding a new dimension to it, is it? It's not adding new versatility to it. It's just adding more kind of plotty guys that are okay in center clearances and then kind of disappear around the ground. Um, we've got heaps of them. Uh, when you look at our midfield, like it is, it is pretty one dimensional. Unfortunately, we don't have any freaks in our midfield. The closest is when um, Butters gets a run through there or Rosie gets a run through there. But I don't think either of them are going to be full-time midfielders, uh, like, you know, center square midfielders in their career, even. Like, maybe for a year or two when they're at their absolute peak, but I, I just don't see it. Yeah. So, I, I just don't I don't think... Look, I think that Drew could be playing football somewhere else. I mean, if Brendan Archie can play a game at West Coast Eagles every fucking week, then Will and Drew can be playing football somewhere. Yeah. Um, And potentially Atley too, but at Port, I just don't think they're adding anything to the midfield that isn't already there. And I think that's been the case since we, the year, since immediately after we drafted those guys, that we went out and recruited Rockliffe. And it's not a knock on Rockliffe, it's just that when we recruited Rockliffe, we were basically bringing in the ready made version of guys we had serious, we had literally just drafted the year before. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing continually, we're seeing the evidence of that, that bringing in Rockliffe as we did, has meant that Will, Drew and Atlee's opportunities have been hugely diminished and they play a lot of level, play or uh, spend a lot of time outside of the senior side. Um, you'd have to say in terms of list management, it's just sort of fucked away two spots in our list that we could be trialling players that have bring something different to the table. True. Um, yeah. It, it, list management-wise, it's just a huge fuck-up, but there we are. Do we see someone like Miles Bergman get a debut? Look, he probably brings more diversity. Um, in terms of what he can bring uh, as a player. It would be interesting to bring in Marshall and Bergman because then between them and Georgiades, our lead-up potential is enormous. And that could be a thing. That could be an actual thing that a, co- a good coach could build his team around is having three guys that have that lead-up potential and then a Dixon there to be sort of the guy that gets beaten around and is a bit of a focal point outside of But in terms of securing the football and half-forward, those three, if you have all of them in the side, potentially could be really, really good. Yep. Fair enough. Um, so I, I would be, I would be very much in favour of that, but I don't know that it'll happen. Mm. Fair enough. What about Dylan Williams? Well, he's kind of flown off the radar a little bit in recent weeks. I haven't heard too much about him and how he's sort of travelling. Um, and he hasn't sort of appeared in any of the emergencies in, in recent weeks, so I wouldn't think he's a chance. And what about Sam Hayes? Sam Hayes, I would love to come in. I would love for Hayes to get a game. Wouldn't um, it would be great? It would be great. It would be great. Whether it's this week, uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't see him coming in unless Georgiades gets dropped. That's a real shame. Hmm. Um, yeah, that would be Yeah, no, no thanks. Maybe the week after like, next, he might come in. I kind of feel like if Marshall doesn't come up, then Sam Hayes in for sure. Yeah, well, would I, I would. I would assume we up. would. We would go with Westhoff. You see, you're doing it again, Mac. Are you bringing that <laughs> negative vibe to the podcast? <laughs> It's just like why, why, why are you like this? What is wrong? Oh, I'm just disappointed in myself at the moment, you know. But that's just the way it is. It's it's going to happen. We know this is going to happen. I'm just stating the obvious here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, 
selections. Uh, all right, moving on to the game in general. Alistair Clarkson as a coach. Um, are we worried about him this week? We we think he's going to pull something Probably out of the day, or does he just not have enough material to work with right now? I don't think he's got the material to work with at the moment. So mm. I'm not too concerned about him this week. No, not really. And as far as the psychological advantage, I mean, we're still top. We're st- we are still top. Um, we, we have been be... winning games and Hawthorne haven't, so... No. They're coming like, here and it's Adelaide heavily Arsenal, undermanned. So... I, I would, <laughs> yeah. You've got to hope <laughs> that, that we win. Let's just run through that again. Quarter top of the ladder, fourth on a terrible form. They're coming to Adelaide Oval. They're undermanned. So, I mean, clearly we're looking at prime what happened power material here, right? Yeah, yeah. This is this is last year's Frio game and all that sort of stuff. So, we've been here before, people. Get uh, get down in the bunkers because we've been here before. Oh, God. All right. Okay, we've got any questions from Bigfooty Maker. We do. I want to go back to one from last podcast about the shape. I want your opinion on the Arnott shapes. What's your favourite? Is there any that you don't uh, like? Look, I don't really eat them very often. Fair Pizza enough. shapes are fine. <laughs> the chicken ones I think I've had and they're usually a little bit not enough flavour for the amount of cracker. Okay. Um, but the pizza shapes are fine. I like pizza shapes. Fair enough. That's good. Hmm. And speaking about yeah. food, Interstater has asked, uh, for a four o'clock game, do you have a very late lunch, an early dinner, or just go the snack option? Um, I usually just go with the vibe on the day, honestly. Like, if I wake up late for whatever reason, like, okay, well, I might have a late breakfast, and I'll have a, a, a lunch round about before game time, and then sit down and eat my lunch while I'm watching the game, do that sort of thing, but... And if I get up early, I have a sleepless night, then it might be that I have dinner after the game. You know, you never know. You, you can know. roll with it. With that. Well, it's slight. There's no rules. There's no rules, Maker. No. You can do whatever you want. Make your own rules. Absolutely. I've That's just realised I've gone full frame with that uh, response. But, um, yeah, absolutely. There's no rules, Jerry. There's no rules. <laughs> and Interstater has also asked, what food should you eat when watching this game that won't break the TV if thrown? Shapes. I reckon some Soto's fish and chips would always go down well, I think. Uh, or some shapes, yeah. We seem to be uh, plugging well, I mean, Arnott's a bit, so why not? The problem with Soto's fish and chips when you're watching the footy is that, like, if you throw a chip, I mean, there's a fair chance it'll stick to the screen because they're just so loaded with uh, grease and awful things. Grease and awful things? <laughs> what? Sorry, what even is this? What? Oh, I'm, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. Ah, there you go. All right, we're even. We're good. <laughs> G-Bear has asked, uh, how dumb are Laddams in Houston? On a scale of 1 to 10. Oh, put it on a scale God, of 1 to 10. so fucking dumb. Like, it's got to be at least an 8.5 to a 9, I reckon. I reckon, I mean, this is... <laughs> I... If... Laddams wanted to get traded to the Crows. This is how you do it, right? Like this is, this is literally how you do it. Yeah. This is how you do it. You do something this fucking stupid. Um, it like it's this is in the same tier as stupid as um when Jay Schultz was playing for Richmond and he got drunk driving when their major sponsor was TAC. Mm. Um, and TAC dropped the sponsorship because of yeah. how stupid Jay Schultz was. Yeah, basically, um, he got in a, a car accident while drunk. Um, like this is that year of stupid, realistically, um, and uh, it wouldn't. Be, it would not surprise me if it had a similar result. Yeah, it really wouldn't. It, it could happen. It could absolutely happen. 
Uh, mm. Fishing Rick has asked, why does it take a port scandal for me to hear footy expert, experts talk port for the first time in two weeks? Has he not been listening to the Thursday Night Podcast? We talk every week. I know, I know. I, I don't know what he's on about there, to be honest. I mean, if he's only listening to his own uh, own supply, then obviously I can see why he's formed that opinion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Laugh Laugh has asked a couple of questions. First one is, what would you rather for a potential housemate? One Frampton-sized meerkat or 12 meerkat-sized Framptons? <laughs> um, look, I think the Framptons... Oh, no. A Frampton-sized meerkat, I think, probably... Yeah, I'd probably go the one, I reckon. Yeah, it's like 12 Framptons. I, I wouldn't want to look at 12 Framptons, to be honest. No. I'd end up kicking them, which is not good to do to animals. So. Right. And look, I mean, they're violent. Like, meerkats are pretty harmless, but uh, you know, Framptons potentially violent. So I'd yeah. stick with a meerkat, I think. Meerkats have very, very sharp claws. They will split you open. Yeah, but like, I wouldn't do anything to provoke that. Mm. Whereas seeing uh, 12 uh, Framptons wandering around the kitchen wearing crow's guns, he's like, you'd have to start a fight, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd just assume they would fight each other. <laughs> yeah, I suppose there's an outside chance, isn't there? Yeah. And you'd have to go like, boys, boys, calm down. Although What's I, going on? I think, the real, I think the real answer is that they're all being darling little angels sitting in their bedroom while um, Adams and Houston entertain guests. Yeah. Uh, Laugh Laugh has also asked, is Richmond's Tom Lynch the most entitled twat to play football since Jack Rewalt? Oh, 100%. Yes. Yeah. Tick. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. 100%. Like that's, you could, look, you could have made a case for that when he was at Gold Coast, but then when he left Gold Coast to go to the fucking Richmond, like, yeah, 100%, 2000%, for sure. Yeah. Uh, question from GB, We've already sort of spoken about this, but uh, should Sam Hayes replace Laddams this week instead of the Hoff? Yes. Yes, but it will be Marshall instead, so no. Okay. Well, yeah, look, yes, but no, but yes. Is, is I don't want answer. to see Hoff back in. Yeah. I, I just, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done, done Macca. Done. Questions are done. Oh, questions are done. Okay, all right. Lovely. All right, let's get into the wrap-up then, I reckon. Uh, so, look, this is where it's going to happen. You've already uh, come out like, three times in this podcast and saying something absolutely awful. Yeah. What's the winning side margin, Macca? Look, listen here, Porsche. Hawthorne are coming into this game heavily undermanned with uh, <laughs> low on talent. They're under the pump. They haven't, they've only won one game in the last seven. We're top of the ladder, yep. playing at home in front of a home crowd, 10,000 people. Oh, gosh. oh, God. We all know what's going to happen here, Porsche, <laughs> my dear. We all know yeah. that Chad Wingard is kicking the winner in the last minute. We all know this is going to happen. I've come to grips. I've been. I've been building towards this mentally for the last six months. We all know it's going to happen. And I, look, I, at the moment, I've come to terms with what's going to happen. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Okay. okay. So Hawthorne by three points. Chad Wingard kicks the winner <laughs> with a minute minute to go. Okay. Well, I've just realised um, last week particularly that um, whenever I decide Port's going to absolutely thrash their opinion, uh, uh, thrash the opposition because I can't see a single good reason why Port would lose. Mm. Um, that's just as bad as when you tip Port. So I'm going to um, say Port by, I don't know, 12. Points or goals? 
12 points. Oh, like I want to say 12 by 12 goals and it should be 12 by, 12 by 12 goals. Like that's, I feel, I feel pretty comfortable that that should be what happens, honestly. Yeah. You know, fuck it. Let's just go with it. Let's just ride it or die, maker. I'm just going to go Whatever. with Port Adelaide. It's going to win by 12 goals. That's going to happen. There you go. I don't, oh, I don't know how to feel about this game anymore. To be honest, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to feel. I don't know. And you know, you know what else is going to happen? Just shut all these picks up. Georgiades is going to kick eight, and that's going to be it. Oh, how good would that be? <laughs> You're pretty good. The new treaders. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was it? The, the fantastic committee quote. Um, Warren Treadway's made one of the oldest clubs in the AFL uh, into a punching bag. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's a great moment. And he also said, uh, I think, if uh, yeah. if you tuned in now for the first time <laughs> yeah. watching AFL football, you'd think Warren Treadway was the best player to ever play the game. Oh, my God. How many times have you ever watched that game, Macca? I've, I've watched it probably four times, I think. I reckon I've watched it at least four times. Yeah. Comfortably four times. 100%. That was such a DVD here. It's in my uh, lovely collection. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, great game. And in the teal socks too. Wow. In the teal socks. Paul Evans at full forward. Yeah. Bowen yeah. Lockwood up there. Great game. That was a really good game. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Bowen Lockwood vibes, weekly update, how good is Zach Butters? Uh, pretty good. He's, he's excellent. He's still having an excellent year. He tried really he hard last week. and um, He really did. He was, he was one of the good guys. Yeah, look, I mean, we talked about um, what would you do. You asked, you made, you asked make me answer the question, Macker, and I think that's what created the bad karma last week. You made me answer the question, what would you do to Port Adelaide to completely shut it down if you were Geelong? Um, and I feel like they did it like Butters was not as impactful as he has been. Our yeah. forwards were isolated and not able to work together as a team. Um, yeah, he's really good, but, man, like I think that he's at the point where he's officially given notice to the competition that he exists and he is good at what he does. Indeed. And it's going to be interesting how he copes with the attention, yep. particularly against Hawthorne, who play unsociable football. Um, and okay, next question. Sack Hinckley, yes? Sign Hinckley, still. What? Sign him no. up. Sign him up. You're an animal. <laughs> uh, are there any other games you're looking forward to this week? Oh, let's have a look. Down the list. I think uh, tomorrow night's game will be a bit of a cracker. Gold Coast and Carlton. That'll be a good game. Uh, uh, yeah. It's interesting to see Carlton what happens there. Pretty excited right now. Um, I think they were hoping to be more excited with Teague's uh, finish to the end of the year last year. But mm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be pretty good. Brisbane uh, St Kilda. That'll be up there. Bit of a top of the yeah. table clash, that one. Essendon and Richmond, hoping Essendon uh, get over the top of the, the Tigers. That'd be good. For me, I'm at the point of the year where I'm asking one very important question. Is there a team playing this week where if they lose badly enough, the coach will get sacked? Uh, no. 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 Not even Northern. Not even Goodwin. Well, no, because they're currently in the top eight, so he's not getting sacked. Yeah, he should be. Maybe GWE. Leon Cameron's probably the one in the gun at the moment, I reckon. Yeah. He's the next one off yeah. the off the rank. They're playing West Coast, but uh, yeah. Won't be this to... week, though. No, it won't be this week. Maybe next week, we'll see. Are you looking forward to Taylor Walker's 200th game? 
Uh, who's Taylor Walker? Only in a text. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Are we allowed to call him no, Taylor, or will I get um, will I get a cease and desist notice? I think he'll just um, follow you on Twitter and say dumb things and look yeah. like an idiot. So I think it's probably going to be fine. Fair enough. Um, no, look, uh, Taylor Walker. I remember when he got drafted, and I'm thinking, wow, why didn't we get that guy? That's a really good get, because I think at the time there was a special rule for picking guys from New South Wales for whatever fucking reason. Yep. Um, yeah, he sort of hasn't had the career that... I, I guess in a, in a way he's had more of a career than he should have had and less of a career than he could have had. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I think he's been better than what any poor supporter will give credit for. But yeah. he's certainly not as good as what Crows fans would like to think he's been. No. Like, he falls in the a, middle. He reached a zenith in his career where it was like, oh, wow, legend, wow, champion. And then it's like, nah, he's sort of corrected for that and he's just sort of had an, an okay career. Yeah. A robber in his career without premierships. Um, or any other sort of achievement. So, yeah. Well, did well Robin have any achievements outside of, um, Matthew Robin have any achievements outside of playing in premierships? Mm, probably not. It was he didn't a Robert Ferris so. or anything. He just sort of existed and played a role, and I think that's kind of what Warp has done, really. Is being a Robin an achievement in itself? Well, I mean, is being a Corns an achievement in itself? Yes. <laughs> Apparently, I'm yes, really it is. Think so. so good luck, Corns. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. On that note. I think we're pretty uh, yeah, done. Yeah, on that like, Yeah, I think we are done. All right. Thank you for listening in. Anyone that's listening, who um, was it asked those questions mid game, mid mid podcast? Sorry. Thank you for listening in. Uh, yeah, I think we're done for this week. So all that's left to say is can't port. Can't port. And uh, 